What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Solutions Podcast. I am your host, Ramsey, and on this episode, we got our very first first interview, right? Give it up for Eddie Vargas. What's going on? Not much, brother. I hope uh, everybody that's listening is, uh, enjoys this. It's my very first time, like my brother says here. A uh, little bit nervous, I ain't going to lie. Uh, but uh, hope everybody that's listening uh, is doing well. Um, not much, man. You know, it's good to see you again. <clears throat> so for people to understand the kind of the background, right, I have not met this individual until we got here, right? We both got called to perform work together. Let's just say, keep it like that, right? We did not meet each other until we saw each other and ended up clicking and we've been having a lot of good conversations. So I wanted to bring it up to the table. Okay, so one of the things, it just started off to keep it entertaining, right? 22 years of marriage. <laughs> 22 years of marriage. Yeah. What What is uh some of the things that you would give people, especially us young people, right? We had the debate this morning about the boomers and the, you know, the millennials, right? right. So um, it seems like as young people don't, we don't like to be stuck anymore, right? But uh, what, what are some things that you would say are benefits to keeping it? Or would you tell people with some things that we hear, which is just like, hey, just run away, don't do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, <clears throat> first off, I think um, I learned a lot from my parents' marriage, right? They were um, they were married uh, 55 years. Oh. And um, unfortunately, I lost my father last year. So, you know, if, if he would have been here with us, uh, of course, he's, they would have stayed married till, till the end. Uh, but anyway, um, I think I take a lot away from their marriage because, and I, and I um, apply it to my marriage, us as Hispanics, you know, coming from Mexican family, we don't believe in divorces. You know, whether you're happy or not, you just have to navigate through hard, uh, good and bad times, you know, just like a lot of the youngsters try to do. But, you know, I think what, um, what affects the society nowadays is the social media. That platform it has opened up a lot of, like the Pandora door, uh, right? Um, there's too many fish in the sea, like they say, right? And so nobody really wants to put the time and effort in their marriages no more. You know, whether you're happy or not, ultimately, I mean, your wife or yourself, I mean, if you're just not feeling it for whatever reason, and if you feel like you you tried and you tried the different avenues uh, and it's just not what it used to be for whatever reason, that's better to, uh, you know, come clean and... Uh, and ultimately, the ultimate goal is for both of you to be happy, right? And and try to keep it as civil as, as possible, especially if you have kids, you know, because the kids, it's no fault to them. Uh, you shouldn't be, they shouldn't be involved in any of your drama. They should keep it at minimum, at the minimum, you know, and that's my advice that I would give the, the younger generation, right? Uh, try, try your hardest because, you know, just try to remember that you married that person for a reason. And you saw something special in that person, right? Uh, you just don't marry somebody to marry, marry them. Um, so just continue, ba- uh, uh, you know, fighting your battles. And, and if ultimately you guys end up do separating, you know, it would be unfortunate, especially if there's kids. But ultimately, it's um, everybody deserves to be happy, you know. So, well, what would you say to 
all the all the poor dudes that like they don't want to get married because divorce hurts them the most. But you you did tell me a story about the the one guy that won, right? Oh yes, definitely. I mean, uh, it's never. I mean, it's a it's a fifty fifty chance, right? It's a gamble. So I'll tell this story again. So one of my neighbors, uh, he'd been married with his wife for uh, I'd say uh, fourteen years. Okay. And then uh, this just. Um, Recently got divorced uh, early this year, and uh, they have three kids. Um, and unfortunately, my my buddy, my 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 neighbor, he he got injured at work, so he was out of work for a year. And so you know, the wife started nagging and nagging. And I think uh, me prior to moving in there, I think they already had their their little issues and stuff. But they always try to work work through them. And uh, obviously, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But at the end, um, he wanted to keep it civil. He wanted to fix issues amongst themselves. The wife decided she wanted to get a lawyer. Long story short, I mean, he wound up with uh, half of her retirement and <laughs> half of her retirement. And uh, she's paying uh, child support to him now. So he ended up with half her retirement. Yes. And paying child support. Yes. Yeah. But in his, with no lawyer. No lawyer. With no lawyer. <laughs> All right. So as you guys can hear, it's possible. It's possible. Damn it. Okay. That that's that's interesting. So, so I guess it's fifty fifty, right? Yes. It's fifty fifty, right? And then you are a vampire as myself, right? You're how old? Oh man, I'm forty six. Forty six, right? Yeah. But just so everybody that's not seen this, he's forty six. Lex at thirty two. Yeah, that that'd be a fair guess, you know. That's, that's, and and I can I could relate to that because I, I'm in my mid thirties as well, and I'm I actually all the time. Actually, literally today, I was told, "Oh, I thought you were like 22 years old." I said, "Thank you." And I think the secret for me is drinking water. What do you feel? How do I feel? Uh, no, no, no. What do you feel is the secret to staying young? Oh, you know what? Um, honestly, I think with our profession, I think it's helped me out. You know, believe it or not, it's a stressful situation that we've been. Uh, we both experience, right? We have uh, different experiences, but um, honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like that's helped me out, stay young, and uh, it keeps me active. And I don't really, it doesn't give me an opportunity to think about my age, you know? I just focus on what I have to do as a father and as a husband and, you know, my responsibilities. And I really don't have time to think about my age. So, yeah, I have stressful moments just like everybody else, but I try to take care of myself the best that I can. And I, I guess I've been doing good. Yeah, no, but see, yeah, you get the, the you said the Indian blood, right? Exactly. The, the Indian blood, you know, but that, that's good. And then um, we're talking earlier about how, as I said, for, for me, see, seeing you and other people like you is like, nah, like, that means I got to keep going, right? Because, like, if this 40-some-year-old is keeping up, I'm like, nah, I'm doing something wrong, right? But then you, and you, you also mentioned that part of the job, right, we have to pay attention to the young ones and we don't want them to catch up and believe that there's something they're not, right? Cause I, I'm, I'm in the middle, right? I'm not, I'm not quite, quite you yet, but I'm not, I'm not down there either. So I know like this, the privates, they come in with their hard, hard heads and stuff and they're like, oh yeah, I'm hard. And they're like, nah, we, we still gotta, we, we gotta show them, right? We gotta, we gotta show them that we're built better, right? Yeah. But you know what? I, like I told you when we first met brother, I, I uh, I'm very happy to meet you and I'll, I'll tell you that again. And, um, and I told you the story about my good friend Aviles, you know, rest in peace. Uh, mm-hmm. Just found out about, uh, you know, he passed away too uh, with COVID. Um, and honestly, man, he'd like, I'm not a big faith person. And I'm not a big religi- religious individual, but I do believe in God, right? In a higher power. And, and I believe that he puts us in situations. Um, I feel like he puts us where he needs us, right? And he, he'll, we'll meet um, people that we're supposed to meet in life. Um, and I believe, I believe that you're, I'm talking to him through you. 
because you're so much like him. You, you're always positive. I mean, we've only met, well, like it's been like not even a week, right? Nah, not even a week. Uh, not even a week, but it's like me reliving those moments, you know, when I was stationed uh, in the East Coast with uh, with him, you know, and you're so much like him, you know, and and I feel like, you know, God, God made this possible because you remember when I reached out to you, I never talked to you before and, mm -hmm. and you were in your office and I talked to you and then when we got here, we get here, I was going to text you and all of a sudden your name popped up <laughs> and it's like, holy crap, we've talked before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a trip, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. The the world is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I uh, we, we did get to conversation because I got, I got put in my position very, very, very randomly and they just kind of said, hey, you, you're in charge of getting all these people together and putting them in this place. But um, that's how we talked in the past. And he was actually supposed to join his team earlier, if I'm not mistaken, right? You're supposed to go with the other Vegas people, well, not Vegas people, Nevada people, right? Correct. And ended up joining joining us at the same time that I got here through the school that I needed to finish. So it it, it works out, it works out, you know what I mean? But it, it's good because the, the chances of us meeting or having long form conversation would have not happened if it wasn't for that situation. Right. You know, but on the topic that you mentioned when you were stationed on the East Coast, uh, you also were stationed in Korea. Yes, I, uh, I was. You got some good Korea stories? Uh, I do, actually. Um, you know, I was a brand new private, 18 years old. That was my first duty station, and I, I got there July, July time frame, and um, the monsoon season had just started and stuff, and I, you know, me being fresh out of high school and stuff, you just hear about the stories about how it rains in Asia and all that stuff and whatnot. And so for us ignorant people, what is monsoon? It's when it constantly rains for like months. Okay. Days. Okay. So it's nonstop, right? And, okay. Uh, but let me backtrack a little bit. So, you know, as you guys know, uh, North Korea, South Korea don't get along, right? So with my luck, I get shipped out with uh, nine others of my counterparts out to Korea. I was right at the DMC and everybody else, everybody else uh, stayed down south, you know? So like I say, God puts us where he needs us, right? So uh, uh, at the border or? Yeah, I was right at the border. So I get okay. to see my uh, enemies every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like, what was it like tensions at the time or it was just kind of like whatever? I don't know. So it, it's like now, right? It's uh, you have your good moments and your bad moments. So when I said, let me uh, uh, backtrack a little bit. So my first day there, I hadn't even in processed. So nobody really knew who I was and nobody really was tracking me besides my, um, my platoon sergeant at the time. And the sirens go off. Uh, so everybody starts manning their post and uh, here I am. 18 years old, yeah. straight out of AIT. <laughs> I wonder what the hell's going on, right? Uh -huh. I don't have a weapon. I don't have a gas mask, you know, because, you know, North Korea is uh, known for using chemical uh, warf uh, warfare and stuff. So, and what year was this? Uh, this is back in uh, 97. Yes, I'm an old timer, but yeah. I don't know I'm an old timer. Damn. But, uh, you know, that was a, um, a big eye opener for me, right? Um, okay. So, uh, my my squad leader at the time he um he takes me and grabs my bags and throws them in the building and uh, he tells me to follow him uh, and we sit in a vehicle <clears throat> for the next uh, 24 hours. Okay. No food, no water, and just waiting for orders and see what we're gonna do. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, if something actually somebody's actually start shooting, what am I gonna shoot back with? You know, I have nothing. So this was like day one? Day one. Oh, okay. Day one. Damn. Day one. So, you know, like I said, it was a big eye opener for me. And and from there, that moment actually, um, it made me grow a lot, you know, and it started defining my career and um, me as a person, right? As an individual. Uh -huh. 
because that's uh, one of the big major uh, um, experiences in my life growing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Korea was fun. Um, <clears throat> I didn't get to do much uh, much of anything because we constantly trained. Uh, I'd say 20 to 24 days out of the month, we were in the field. Uh, snow, rain, frozen uh, grounds, it didn't matter. Uh, but it was good, though. You know, like I said, I learned a lot and um, uh, it made me save a lot of money, though. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and um, but back then, you won't pay was different, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so and you know, and another thing that I think helped me save money too is that um, I lost my debit card, uh, and uh, <laughs> my my bank would have shipped me one over there, right? So I luckily for me, I have my checkbook still. So yeah, I would just every month I would write me a a two hundred dollar check and I cash it out and. Because, you know, I, I used to hear horror stories that uh, when you clear post or you try to clear the country and if you didn't, if you owed money, you weren't allowed to come back. So I didn't want to be a holdover. Yeah. So I heard a lot of people don't want to be a holdover over there. Yeah. So it's a, a lot of good experience, you know, and okay. um, <clears throat> not in the fun aspect, but I mean, like I said, I, I, I learned a lot and I think my best time there was uh, when I actually was clearing to come back, you know, they gave me a whole month by myself and. And I actually did have to go down south uh, because some of the offices were down there, get to ride the train. And it's funny how uh, none of the North Koreans will look at you. They all put their heads down. I never figured that one out. The the North Korean or South I mean, Korean? Sorry, the South Koreans. The South Koreans yeah, the put South their Koreans, head down? They put their heads down. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I never figured that out. And obviously I couldn't speak to them because language barrier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I enjoyed my time there. Okay. And then something, I remember you mentioned something about your fingers not coming back, some, yeah. something like that. Yeah, my, my whole feeling. So I, um, so one of my first, um, once the, the winter hit, you know, me being a brand new private, we get the shitty, uh, um, we get the shitty shifts and stuff, you know, so I was, I was just doing as I told, you know, and back then they would issue us some cold weather gear supposedly, but it really didn't work for crap. And, uh, uh, they gave me, uh, the two to four. Uh, in the morning shift, and I remember that morning or that, you know, the night the temperature dropped to negative uh, 15 degrees. And now, oh, man, <laughs> man, I mean, yeah. being from California, being raised in California, I never experienced that kind yeah. of weather, right? So talking about a shocker. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I sucked it and drive on, like they say, you know, and uh, but um, yeah, yeah, I feel like I think I got partial frostbite because now uh, when the temperature drops um, down to the 50s or lower, you know, I start getting... Um, a burning sensation on my toes and my fingertips. So, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. 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 Let me guess. You never told the VA. Exactly. Yeah. You, you got to tell the VA, bro. <laughs> but there's no, I never went to sickle. No. No. Because back then it was just, hey, well, you're, you're about to go somewhere. Maybe you can somehow tie it into this. True. Some way, somehow. You true, know what true, I mean? But um, one thing that I, that I did catch is I don't think a lot of people in today's world understand how difficult the military used to be, right? I know we we, we talk about it enough, right? It, mm -hmm. And it's changed and, and it brings me back to to a story. So kind of like we BS around, right? I go I go to like to the gym, right? And mm -hmm. the gym, the there's saunas and the one that I go back home is a, it's called the, it's a UFC gym, right? It's a bunch of random, it's just random people, right? Okay. Random, random civilians, not specifically MMA. It's just, a, it's a gym, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing that I noticed, it was the same group of us going to the sauna every every time after the workout, 
and they would always have conversations. They they just random conversations and everything, same group and everything, but they all had something interesting to say, right? So when I, I left from there to Florida to do my school, mm-hmm. there was a sauna there and I kind of liked that culture. I know I don't know you're making weird faces, but I like that culture, right? So in the sauna, I started having conversations with the people there and then we started forming our own little conversation crew, right? Okay. And there was this old old timer, like way past both of us, right? He was talking about how the military has changed. And I kind of made the, the comment, which I think I made to you before, is like the military has changed more in the past five years than it has in the past fifth. Is and maybe this 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 line is outdated because for me, five years is still 2010, but it's not, right? It's, it's, it's been a long time, right? Right. And he he said, hey, can you tell me one positive thing that has changed? And me being a, being a, like a senior leader, I was just right. like, fuck. He, he, he took me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Right? Caught you off guard. Right? Yeah, he caught me off guard. He t- threw me for a loop because, um, well, he's a civilian. He could say and do whatever he wants. But right. me, I'm a senior leader. How, how can I properly lead when I can't even answer a simple question like that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's a very simple question. We, we should be able to, if we're doing the right impacts in, in, in our organization, we should be able to answer that question. And I was just like, damn, I, I cannot come up with something at the time. Right. So how, how how do you feel things have been changing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know where I stand, right? I mean, um, and some certain things I am neutral and uh, certain things I, I, I agree and, and disagree. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I could say 2010. Uh, that's when I started noticing the change. Right. But uh, sometimes I just feel that people that actually um, make the decisions and uh, the shot calling, right? Uh, I feel like most of them never really actually done it themselves. They never really served, right? And uh, so okay. they, and there's, like I said, I go back to social media because I'm not a big social media person, but uh, the military is military, right? Regardless, I mean, everybody should know uh, what they're enlisting for. What, what do you feel is what they're enlisting for? I feel like they're enlisting for benefits. Okay. Um, is, is, cause you say everybody should know what they're enlisting for. So, so do you feel that people should be enlisting for benefits or what, what do you mean? Though, you know, um, it's not a bad thing, right? We all enlist for different reasons, but I mean, some, some of them, they want to just benefit from enlisting, but they really don't want to do their job. Right. Oh, okay. So they just want to take advantage of the system. And, um, that's, that's one thing that's really irked me because like I told you, when we started having conversations, you know, for me, the military is a military. We're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be some of the best army, uh, out there. Right. And, uh, Oh, we should be the best army. We should ever. be, right? Yeah, but uh, unfortunately now, like when I started, I used to have earn, have to earn everything. You know, I had to earn everything. I, I didn't have no privileges. I had nothing. I had to earn them. And now everything's handed out like candy, right? Yeah. And uh, and if that don't happen, it's uh, people are very quick to complain and bring it up higher and, and it becomes a big mess, right? As you know. And I think that's uh, that's the shift, right? I mean, um, everybody everybody need, uh, deserves a trophy kind of thing, right? Yeah. And it, it was never like that. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, you have to earn everything. At least that's my perspective of things. And that's how I see it. And, and I think that's when the military started shifting, right? Because everything was handed to them when the when uh, a boot camp became soft. Uh, they weren't allowed to, the drill sergeants weren't allowed to yell. They weren't allowed to 
perform their job like they used to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do they expect, right? I don't, I don't know if you were aware, right, but they talked about it that they actually got rid of the shark attack, right? Yeah. I don't know what it is that they do now. Maybe we'll get one of the young ones here to tell us. But mm-hmm. yeah, so they got rid of the shark attack. Uh, their their tones definitely have gone down. It did come from people abusing their power, right? Mm-hmm. That, that 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 did happen, right? Th- yeah. Things did happen like that, but it's it's hard to disagree, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really hard to disagree with right. where the military is at because I, I also grew up during during the military. I, I actually was more like a, a transition from the from the old to the new color guard, old new to old military, whatever. So I was in the transition phase, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I, I I see some okay stuff, but some stuff I was like, for me, I th- even when I joined. I thought the military was one of the easiest things to do because you you do what you're told and you get paid, you get fed, and you get benefits. So I was like, to me, this is the easiest thing ever. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is say, like, especially as a law enlisted, right? All the thing you have to do is say, yes, right? Yes, sergeant, whatever, moving, hua, cool, we're done, right? Now it, there's a lot of back and forth conversation, which is kind of crazy. It, it, it's kind of crazy. So, sometimes I see even a, like a E3 talking back to like an E9 and I'm yes. like, hey, uh, calm down there, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you feel we could still do our job effective? Honestly, to a certain extent, you know, yeah. because um, like I mentioned earlier or, you know, in this conversation, you know, like now if you look at somebody, a lowered enlisted wrong, yeah, what do they try to do, right? You it, tell me what they try to do. Well, I mean, they, they try to open up a case because you're looking them improperly or, or looking them the wrong way. So it's disrespectful yeah. and they feel like th- that, that gives them the right to disrespect you, even though you're a senior NCO, right? And back in my time, that was never allowed, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think um, a lot of the senior leadership, um, it's at fault too, because it's become nonchalant, right? They they let everything slide. Yeah. Nobody really wants to correct the individual no more because they just want to be right, morally right and, and stuff. And I and I think that's affected, um, it's affected a lot uh, uh, in a lot of aspects of our career, you know? Yeah, so I, I don't know exactly what happened. You were probably there before me because I was one of the last ones to get to that formation. But I guess somebody was vaping or something in the formation. I just walked up, or maybe maybe you were already in because you're part of the old timers crew. But I, I I was walking up to the formation, um, the the second one, right? Once they got on the bus and they went forward and stuff. Oh uh, yeah. So I, I was I was the last the last one to part of the last group, and I walked up. One of the one of the cadre was just was screaming at the whole formation. Mm-hmm. I hadn't made it there yet about them about to deploy and learning their military bearing, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, what's going on? And when I, when I walked up, I asked somebody, what the hell just happened? Like, oh, somebody said it, a vape information. I'm like, what? what is wrong with them? What it, what it, you know? Like, and that's what I'm telling <laughs> you though. Like, you know, everybody joins, we all join for different reasons, you know? And I mean, from E fussy to E9 and, and above, I mean, regulations are regulations, right? And you're supposed to act accordingly at all times, mm-hmm. right? Like I told you earlier, I always, I tell my, my soldiers new, new and old, like there's a place and time for everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, like I told you, like, you know, like, uh, the longer we've been here in this situation where we're at now, like, um, when we first got here, they put out a uniform as a, a, a standard and yeah. we were going to keep that standard. But now the more and more this is drawing down is like, you know, people are don't get off. F, yeah. you know, they want to do their own thing. And, 
And this is what I tell you back then, if you were that individual, oh man, you were in for it, man. You know, yeah, not, yeah. not just from your, your squad leader, your platoon sergeant, but from everybody else. From your peers. Yeah. Cause we, we, I mean, I'm sure you were too, but we believed in mass punishment. Oh, yeah. I, I think it worked. I think mass punishment worked. Yeah, sometimes it did suck because like, wait, wait, why not get in trouble for something I did not do? But that also helped the unit get unified. Mm -hmm. Help the unit get unified and help everybody get to one standard so we can all play ball. You know what I mean? Yes. And we can all play ball equally. And I think that a lot of people neglect that part of mass punishment. Everybody saw it as an as a hazing type situation. But realistically, it's like, nah, like most of the time, if you suffer together, you grow together, you you develop together and you train better. Yes. You know, because most of the time, why, why do people, when they go overseas or when they go through something difficult, they become closer, right? Mm -hmm. they, they just get that bond. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I I think we should bring mass punishment back. That's just my my opinion. And I agree but with you. I? You know, like yeah, you're younger than me, but you you've you've had some experiences that I you know even at my age and 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 in the stage of my career, I haven't experienced much of what you've gone through, right? And um and I I think that's why we love having these conversations because whether you're younger than me or even if you were my age, I learn from you, right? Mm -hmm. I learn I learn from you, and 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 that's why I love talking to people, and that's why I keep telling you I. I I'm glad that I met you. I think you're a perfect blend of new and old school, right? But you're you lean more towards the old school, you know. A little bit, yeah. Uh, so except for I don't shape. <laughs> yeah, that's a different conversation there. <laughs> that's a different conversation. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I think that's why we get along well, you know. Yeah, yeah. you're a good, good a good mixture, you know, of old and new. See, back then, and like you were saying, if if somebody was getting punished, um, people would take it as hazing. When I enlisted, that that was just the norm. Yeah, there was no hazing. Yeah, you know. No, no, no it was normal. It, yeah. That's what I say. It's, it's crazy, right? Sometimes when I talk talk to the new soldiers, I, I always tell them like, be the soldiers that the Japanese think you are. Right? You know how they say they how how that we're portrayed in movies like hard people and everything. Right, like right. be be them. Like be be those individuals that that enemy thinks that you are. So so we can still hold the upper edge. Yeah. Make make them double think. You know. So sometimes just presentation is going to be the key if the fight even happens. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't don't know that. Right? They talk about the soft targets and hard targets. Right? Like whenever I walk around, I'm 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 the smallest dude around most of the time. But I, I have a serious face and every. Everything, so I do not look like someone that you want to just poke right, at, right? Right, and in same concept from a bigger scale is, I mean, I have my own biases towards fat people, right? Fat people, and you, <laughs> I know. And so that's what I'm saying. But if you if you see a little chubby bunny coming at you, it's like, come on, man! Like I'm I'm a, I'm gonna run 20 feet, and you're gonna get tired. But is it biased, or is it because he's not upholding the standard? Well, I mean, my, my standard's pretty high, but I get it. Some, some are yep. not even, the ones I'm talking about are the ones that are not even appearing to the army standards. So I, yeah. That's what I mean, though. Like, you know, like we're soldiers, right? We're supposed to be fit. We're supposed to. So, both physically and mentally. Yeah. Just because, you know, that's what the military's really become, you know? Well, the, the military hasn't become that, but it goes back to that topic of what people are just letting things slide because we're, mm -hmm. we're, where they like said, um, I was even talking to, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say who it was, right? Right. But he, he's a colonel, <laughs> you know, but he was saying like, man, they, they've 
from the NCO Corps, they 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 not just taking your balls, they took your nails, they took your teeth, like, everything. You 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 know we're supposed to be the backbone of the army, like in in because he was prior enlisted too. I think he was prior enlisted for like 10, 11 years, something like that that, that he mentioned. And he's like, it's like man, like yes, you you guys are the backbone of the army, but it's. It's, it's kind of, you know, we're starting to hunch over a little bit. And I was like, sir, I promise you, I, I'm trying to be part of the solution, not the problem. But I understand what he's saying. He's he's not wrong. No, it's, he, it's he's not wrong. It's the whole thing we're talking about now, right? Yeah. 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 And and, and, he, and he's not wrong. But the question is, I'm, I'm not about just talking about problems. Uh, what do we feel? What do you feel that we can do to fix it? What? What steps can we take? Because I will tell you from my perspective, I talk to the young soldiers. Mm -hmm. Like there's a there's a young corporal here. Uh, he looks pretty high speed, but he he's a he's a young dude. And I, I talked to him about it, you know. And and he says like, yeah, I wish the military was harder. And he's young, you know. He, he's a young kid, and I feel a lot of people feel feel the same way. Well, yeah, you, you know, when I when I mentioned the new generation and stuff like that, you know, some of them obviously fall through the cracks, right? Not everybody's the same. Correct. So, like for example, that that corporal you just talked to, he's one of them, right? Yeah. So, um, but unfortunately, the majority are are the ones that are everybody deserves a trophy kind of thing, right? Um, you asked me what could we do to fix it or or, or go back uh, to in time. Um, Honestly, I don't think we could fully do that anymore. Um, let me ask you another question. Uh, I, I just heard about it, right? I never really confirmed. What's that? Was it true that in, in basic they started handing out those stress cards? <laughs> I heard about it too. I, I heard about it too. Mm -hmm. But no one confirmed it. Mm -hmm. I have asked people. I have asked people that came in later. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll find one of the privates down the hall and ask them, hey, did you ever get a stress card? I have not heard of anybody actually confirming it, but I don't know if they're just ashamed too. Like, I would be ashamed if I said, oh, I, I'm in the best military of the world, but when I get too stressed, I get to put in my my yellow flag. You know what Definitely, I mean? Like, yeah. no, 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 estoy cansado. No, 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 no. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So I, I have not heard about it, so I, I cannot confirm, but I also won't deny. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a pilot program. Because sometimes those things happen. Mm -hmm. At, believe, believe it or not, there was a pilot program for beards. And later, right? Ah. There, there was there there was a neutral. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a a pilot program for for beards in the Air Force. They tried it in one organization, and they're still doing their analysis behind that. But I know the Space Force seems and uh, seems to actually allow them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the, the Space Force is interesting, right? So I, I spend a lot of time with, with them lately. Yeah. They're in, They're interesting because they're building their own culture, different from the Air Force, different from the Army, different from the Marines. They're building their own culture. I don't say it's right. I don't say it's wrong. I don't understand the the purpose. I don't. I don't know what is required to save the world from space, right? I know what is required to save the world on the ground. Yes, physically fit, mentally prepared, uh, know how to do your your basic soldier task and and be able to follow directions, right? But when it comes to fighting the war in space, they might not need all that. They might need somebody in a computer that can work really well. In and it's like, okay, how, how many push-ups can you do? Does that really matter to how you can run this machine or what, whatever it is, right? So that that's where the the space force is going through a different 
culture that they don't even, if I'm not mistaken, don't fully quote me, but to my understanding, they're working on that, even doing PT, they're going to have a a bracelet that monitors your level of physical fitness at all times, right? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds funny, right? Because the, yeah. the, the joke is like, oh, what happens when they're hooking up with someone? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's wrong, but like, yeah, you, you make a lot of jokes, but yeah. you, your heart goes up, right? You're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so why is he doing PT at three in the morning? You know what I mean? That's the devil's time, right? You can't do that, right? <laughs> you know? Um, but it, it's an interesting thing that they're working on, right? I, I don't believe that we can do it because I believe at the end of the day, we're, we are the ground forces. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You know, it's funny you bring that up because it, it is interesting. I, I don't I don't know much about Space Force, I ain't going to lie, but uh, it, yeah. it's interesting and it's uh, around the same topic. I um, I had the pleasure to talk to this um, this major. I'm not going to lie because it was the only time that I met him. This, uh, it was a one-day thing or not even a day. It's just a couple minutes and, and that was it. I never saw him again, right? Okay. And um, I kind of asked him the same question around this. Uh, it was a question I can't even remember, I'll be honest. Uh, but he said, uh, train as you fight, right? I mean, um, they're integrating or, or they're, they're starting that program because what does that tell you? Wait, uh, wait, wait, about the Space Force. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's like, so that tells you, and my, my, if you ask me, he, he said, uh, I think there's going to be more more uh, cyber wars than actual ground wars. So that's why yeah. they're starting this program, right? So it made sense because they fought, you know, the, the war in Vietnam, it was in the jungles, right? Correct. So we, we back then, you know, where the sol our soldiers trained, there was a lot of vegetation, so it would uh, emulate uh, the combat zone, right? Yep. So the same thing with the um with the desert storm and all that stuff. We train in deserts, right? So yep. so so it could uh it could emulate where we were going, right? So when he told me that, I mean it made perfect sense, right? And maybe maybe that's why the military is really not pushing physical activities that much no more, right? So I can tell you the purpose of the Air Force, I mean the Space Force, but I cannot tell you while recording, right? But I, I, I do know why, and I'm not going to say that individual's fully wrong, right? Right. So th those are it, right? Mm -hmm. But we have guns. We have, I don't know, we have knives, brass knuckles, e everything, right? We have semi-automatic guns. We got automatic guns, right? We we got all that. Yes. But guess what? We still see fist fights. Yes. You know? That's for sure. We, we still see fist fights, right? So we can't completely neglect the ground forces, no. right? Because at, at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to do all this and all that, but what, what do people want? Land, yeah. right? And so they're going to have to either come here or we're going to have to go there and it's it's going to get back to the ground. No, and I agree. And and I'm not disagreeing, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, obviously the Air Force or, or the Army, the Marines, we're not going away, you know. No. The, we're always going to be there. It's just the point they made that, you know, maybe that's why that program kind of started, you know, the Space Force, yeah. you know. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, they're going to need us, right? Yeah. Uh, they're always going to need us. Um, I was funny is a lot of people laughed when, when, cause, cause Trump was the one that, that yeah, made it happen, right? Initiated, a lot, a right? lot of people laugh. I remember seeing people on social media like, oh, we're going to fight aliens and everything, but they don't, they, first of all, they're ignorant, right? You, you don't, you, I, I feel like you should never say anything without like being educated, right? Yes. Especially put it online because people are going to see it and that's going to go on forever, right? But we, we know now that other countries are using, mm -hmm. 
up there to see us. So that's the point of it. That's a point of oh, it, right? Yeah, so that, that's why it's it's uh, crazy. It just depends on who does what, where the perception becomes of it. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I ain't going to lie. When I first heard about it, I didn't make any comments, but I did chuckle a little bit because like, <laughs> really? Like Space yeah. Force? You know? I don't know if you've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie, The Space Force? A little bit. Um, I haven't. Have you seen the show The Office? Some. The that 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 main guy that that makes everything difficult, he's like the main actor of that movie. So you could kind of imagine the type of movie that that is, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, especially like more more Americanized people, they they saw that that they saw the Space Force. So a lot of people saw that movie and they they laughed about it, right? Yeah. Because they're like, wait, it's literally the same name of the movie. So when when you get bored, go on YouTube and just kind of get little clips of it, mm -hmm. and you'll see why people laughed at it at the okay. beginning. But there, there's method to the madness, and no one can get something approved like that without multiple people putting insight in it. Okay. And notice that was one of the few things that it wasn't really hated on on the media. They didn't they didn't praise it, but they didn't put it down either. So that's why I like to talk to you because you're a smart guy. I try, and uh, I try. You've talked to a lot of people, and uh, I trust you, and I believe you. You know. Um, I know how to lie and make it sound good, right? Yeah. Now, no, it's, it, you know, it's funny, like, the, I, I get called a lot of things. I got, I got called a lot of things in life, but I never thought that I'd get to the point where people call me smart, right? So, and it, so I do appreciate it. And a lot, a lot of people have said that in my recent years. But I, I just, every single time that I get an opportunity to learn, I, I take it. I take yep. it, you know? So not, not many people can, not, some people just kind of get to a cap. They're like, ah, I'm, I'm good, I'm comfortable and everything, but I just think success is limitless, so I go wherever I go to learn, you yeah, know? Definitely, and that's what I tell you. Like, I, I, I go back to my friend. Um, that's why you you remember, uh, remind me a lot about him, right? Because he was always about learning, and, and he shared his knowledge, too, just like you. Um, always positive, upbeat, and it was all about just puro para adelante, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely, man. And I mean, you could tell. I mean, I mean I'm like, Anybody will tell you the same thing I'm telling you. You know, you're an educated individual. Um, uh, so, yeah, man, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get a fun question of the evening, right? If you were king for a day, if you were the king for the day, what would you do to change the world, change your organization? Whatever you want. You're in charge. One day. One day. No rules. Uh, I think uh, when it came to punishment, it would be equal, regardless of your stature. Um, everybody would be treated equally. To an extent, um, because you're talking about like civilian wise, or you're talking about organization wise. What are you talking about? Both, because you know it's uh, organization wise, it's a uh, male female, same as uh, you know civilians and and whatnot. You know, okay, you know where I stand with that uh, punishment, right? Uh, in certain certain situations, it's not handed out the same, right? So some people, <laughs> some people get away with murder, and and uh, some people get hammered to the max for the same issue. Right? I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I will start with that, you know, and, uh, you know, it's a good question, man. I mean, there's so much stuff that I could say and do if I were king. I would treat everybody hum uh, like humans, right? I mean, uh, I could punish anybody at any time and take people's lives at any time if I was in that position, but I would see everybody as equal in a, uh, to a certain extent. Uh, make sure my uh, the organization was strong, smart, good mentors and some good advisors. And myself. I will start with that, to be honest with you. Was so, I mean, if you have corruption in your organization, there's, there's really no hope. No, no, that's for sure. Well, that's making everybody equal kind of takes me to a little bit of the conversation that we had with, with, uh, what's his name, Louis? Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Ooh. when he said, you know, slavery was abolished in 20, uh, he didn't say the year, but I Googled it, right? 2013. He said, he said 2012 and then we. Oh, okay. 2013. Yeah. So that, that was alone. That was crazy. It tripped us out, right? They, I mean, that, that was a crazy thing, right? To, to think 
that it was illegal in a certain place. Mm -hmm. So 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 recent in recent yeah. history, I was like, oh man, and he he seems like a chill dude, mm -hmm. chill about it, yeah. everything, you know. And you know, it's funny because it, it really threw me for a loop because, like I tell you, I, I like history and stuff like that. You know, I'm not gonna BS. You know, I didn't know about it. I I hadn't heard about it. Just like he said, you know, like no, but it really never came out in the media. Uh, so it, it really threw me for a loop, man. That too, and it's. It's crazy that thing actually still still was going on, you yeah, know? That is wild. Yeah. And then, you know, so so how long a break did you take? You, you had a break in service? A service break, yeah. You know what? Um, it was like six and a half years. Six and a half, six. And a half years, yeah. So, um, and you just weren't done or? No, nah, man, you know, you know, like I told you, you uh, uh, I don't know if I told you personally, but I told uh, one of the individuals that's uh, here with us, you know, we were having a conversation. And uh, honestly, ever since I saw, when I met and saw my first recruiter, it was on my uh, sophomore year in high school. And I just, right then and there, man, my light bulb went off and uh, I'm like, you know what, that's what I want to be. And uh, to backtrack a little bit, uh, it's kind of in my family history in Mexico, uh, one of my great-great-great-grandfathers, uh, he actually served in the revolution, you know, in Mexico uh, on my mother's side. And I think that's just, it's in my blood, you know. Yeah. Um, so when I got out, you know, I got out for my reasons. Uh, do I regret it? No, I don't regret it because like I told you earlier, things happen for a reason, you know, and what I mentioned to my wife, you know, that um, I still had that itch and, and I eventually was going to go back. Uh, of course, she got mad and everything. And at the time she wasn't supporting my decision, but uh, ultimately, you know, I'm here and I'm still going strong, man. Even though I'm old, you know, it's, I, I still <laughs> show some of the young bucks, you know. Oh, definitely. Well, last but not least, what, what advice would you give to the younger version of you? You know, don't take nothing for granted, you know, and live your life to the fullest because uh, your, your last breath could be your last one, right? Um, don't leave anything for tomorrow. If you could do it today, do it. Be happy. Do whatever you do. Just make sure you're happy. We only live once. Uh, but don't forget about family because I'm big on family and and hard times and good times, you know, they're there in a way or another, you know, and I've, I've had my experiences, good and bad, and I'm just speaking uh, on my behalf and uh, from the heart, you know, family is a big thing for me and live your life to the fullest. Don't leave nothing for tomorrow. Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Eddie Vargas and we are out.